is you ready to get learnt something? Then you need you an education. All them fancy things you need to know in order to make something of yourself in this here world. I reckon we're going to hand that to you today as we welcome Ben Blair and Josh Stanley from Teacher.co to the show. Them there fellas have built a full-fledged state-registered university with enrolled paying students from all over the world. Students from Canada, Mexico, China, Zambia, and more. And by building a blockchain, you can get yourself a college degree, highfalutin, for about $1,000. Take your seat there, yuns, and let's get her done with episode number 208 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Well, hello, cowboys and cowgirls, and welcome to the their bad crypto podcast. Uh, he got a real pretty mouth, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> squeal like a pig. Whee! Whee! Squeal like a pig. That's a, you sound like you were straight out of deliverance there in that intro, there, Mister Jolcom. Oh, uh, it is a bad crypto podcast. You never know what you're going to get. And actually, there's there's dual reasons for that opening today the first one is we've got a great interview with the founders of teacher.co these guys are using blockchain to make it real easy for people to get an accredited university degree for a thousand dollars but they spell teacher t-e-a-c-h-u-r right and so we make a little fun of that because you know in a show about education to have a intentional typo <laughs> because teacher isn't you know available right right yeah you can't be teacher.com because that does not exist because somebody else owns that they probably bought it back when mr joel com had his first website back in 1995 mm-hmm. and so you can't have that and so they said well we want to teach we want to teach your kids Well, the other reason is over the past week, I have been fully immersed in a game on my PlayStation 4 called Red Dead Redemption 2. A bunch of you out there just went, woohoo, because you know, this has been the most fun. It's based in the Old West, turn of the century, Old West. And that's why you've been so, like, we haven't chatted much this past week. You've literally been like, like, where's Mr. Joel? I've been playing uh, Red Red Dead Redemption 2, and uh, I'm Arthur, and I'm an outlaw. And it's this open, huge open world created by Rockstar Games. They're the guys that did the Grand Theft Auto series. And it is the most beautiful game, most realistic looking, and most you can do whatever you want. You know, so if you want to go rob a bank, go rob a bank. You want to hijack a stagecoach, do that. You want to, you know, go hunting and, and look for epic skins from an alligator or an elk or a moose or whatever. You you can play the game any way you want, or you can follow the storyline. And so it's really easy to just like, oh, I'm not going to do that story quest right now. I'm going to go right over here and see what's happening in this town and explore. And, and I've just, I've kind of been getting my cowboy on this week, I reckon. Very nice. Good, sir. You huge, know what? I got my game. cowboy on. I'm literally from a small town in Missouri. 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 Uh, I got, you know, there's 4,100 people in my hometown. There was a sign. That said, "Welcome to Butler, Missouri. Population four thousand one hundred. When I left, when I when I when I left the town to go to the army, 
um, I went to the city hall and I said, I need you guys to change that sign because I am moving. (laughs) And the next time I came to town, it said 4,099. Nice. With, uh, you know, they didn't have indoor plumbing yet, right, when you were growing up. They did. Actually, they did. It's pretty amazing. They even have the internet down there now, Mr. Jocom. I reckon so. I reckon we should give a shout out also to our show sponsor, the nice people there at Digitex. You guys know about this. This is the commission-free trading platform to trade Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Litecoin futures contracts with no fees. No fees. You use their base crypto, the DGTX token, to trade on the platform, and their wait list for early access is over a half a million people. You guys can go check it out, sign up for the wait list, and how, learn how to trade free at badco.in forward slash futures. Mr. Travis Wright and myself are advisors for Digitex, and we're pretty excited about this platform. They done learned how to do them futures, Mr. Jocom. They don't learn how to do it. And I reckon we's also excited about this here interview with Ben and Josh. So saddle up, belly up to the bar. Well, you can't do both. You either saddle up and you're going for a ride or you're bellying up to the bar. Whichever one you want, just go ahead and do that and enjoy That's this. Good. That's good. There we go. It's been a very long time since I went to college, Mr. Travis Wright. I was class of 1986 at the University of Illinois. Oh, very nice. Very good. You were actually done. You were done with college before I went into high school. Yeah, I was done with college before a lot of people were uh, born uh, today. Yeah. Wow, you were so Uh, old. Oh, my goodness. And and back then. You just framed it for me. Uh huh. Back (laughs) then, it was something like $4,000 a semester to uh, to get uh, you know your degree at a um, Big Ten university and you know what my kids are past college age now but I remember sending them off for like thirty thousand dollars a year to a you know a school here in, in Colorado and I know a lot of places are even more than that college fees are just becoming prohibitive for a lot of people to go to school it's so true it's almost like you know now it's like we have so many different self-learning tools and i'm a big proponent of self-learning right it's like a lot of times uh regular education it seems to beat the actual love of learning and curiosity and critical thinking out of people uh from my experience and luckily that didn't happen to me i've 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 kept all my curiosity which has helped me continue to stack skills my whole career most of which didn't cost anything it's just well buying a book and reading a book or watching a video or you know illegally downloading joel com's adsense secrets books you know things like <laughs> you that. Still, haven't pay, still haven't paid me for that that's <laughs> i mean you have admitted i'm calling the fbi uh because okay. i think this happened 37 years ago or something i think it did 37 years ago and have I you investigated i did not have i did not have sexual relations with that ebook i'm really glad to hear that uh, well let's get to the point then and the point is that there's people that are using blockchain and technology to disrupt the educational system. And we've got two gentlemen with us here today that have created a decentralized online university that will allow anyone to get an accredited university degree, forget this, $1,000. Their names are Ben Blair and Josh Stanley, and they are the co-founders of Teacher. Uh, and interestingly and ironically enough, it's spelled wrong, T-E-A-C-H-U-R 
co is the website so we'll let these guys tell us about it gentlemen ben and josh welcome to bad crypto thanks a lot thank Great to you be here. to be here uh, we're, we're glad you guys are here now how how in the world can you help somebody get an accredited degree for a thousand dollars that somebody would take seriously i'm going to put that little you know tag on the end there so it's not just because you know i don't want to like get one by mail well yeah there there is a lot of that out there there and so we want to be clear that we are really trying to keep the rigor and the and the quality of a higher higher education degree while making it much more accessible and 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 you know we'll get to it more but i i'll just throw it back at you is as i think the larger question is in our in this time of just ubiquitous information and and you know different ideas and sharing these ideas how is a degree worth $120,000 which is the average cost for a degree today i think that he, he threw he threw it at me travis did you hear that <laughs> though no <laughs> you might me. think it's crazy to say a, a degree should cost $1,000 if you stop for a minute $120,000 for a degree in the time of youtube is I think the more ridiculous que question. How do, how can that be justified? Well, let, let me be clear on my position. I you know I'm of the mindset that college is way overpriced. Um, I think that it, it. I think that kids should, if they're going to go to school for the first two years, they should go to a community college. Mm -hmm. That you know, I mean, yes, there's good reasons to leave home and spread your wings, but you don't really know what you want to do unless you're sure you know i'm going to be a doctor right i am positive i'm going to be a doctor mm -hmm. uh, i think you should go to a community college for those two years figure out what you're going to do save a ton of money save your parents a ton of money work part-time and get some real world experience instead of just going off to university and partying your ass off like i did and not going to class and not learning anything and then once you know what you want to do go to a university if that is what is needed. As for me, I have a speech communications degree, of which I've never used my degree to get a job. And I honestly can point to very little that I actually learned at college. Sure. That's my position. And I'll stop there. You're so position-ish. <laughs> problem with that. You know, I, I got to concur because I've given my, my son the sort of same advice. He is a junior in high school right now. Uh, my daughter is a seventh grader. And, you know, it's like we're at the point now where traditional college doesn't make sense. Like, I'm not pushing them to go to regular college. Uh, you know, my son's going to this thing called uh, Summit Tech, which is a really cool. Uh, he's learning digital media skills. He's literally learning how to do full on audio music production, video production, all this content stuff, video editing, video. Like he's going to be able to come out of this course of one year and, and go make $20, $30 an hour doing stuff that he loves already and not having to go to school at all. So it's like mm -hmm. in some cases, you know what, if you are a if you are a lover of learning and can, you know, sit and and watch videos and go through self-paced learning and not need a teacher then education can be really inexpensive like my whole career has been based on me learning things from mentors and resources and just being resourceful overall not necessarily paying for you know a huge education that yeah, in stolen most cases, AdSense books yeah, right. stealing most, stealing my ebooks that's yeah. true in most cases it's you're absolutely most cases a lot of these courses 
are obsolete by the time they even finish school. Like if you're trying to teach digital marketing now when when social does all this stuff so quick and blockchain, all, these schools are not even they're not even equipped to handle the, the rapid pace of change. That's true. And and if we could step back a little bit and say, first, the criticisms of a college degree and Josh threw out the $120,000 and that's actually the average cost for a college degree today. And I think we can all agree that it's really difficult to justify that cost, especially as you guys are talking about how it's so easy and and the default for so many people is to learn in these other alternative ways. So what we're what we're trying to do is build a platform, or what we have done is we've built a platform that can leverage all of these resources and put them together in a way that we can make a credible degree. Because um, as much as we can all deride a college degree, it still is a, a significant barrier for a lot of people. Uh, you know, a lot of our students currently, they're enrolled because they can't get promoted in their current job because they don't have a degree, or they can't apply for certain jobs because they don't have a degree. We anticipate that that will change, but it's going to be a while before people can just completely write off a college degree. Yeah, and, and to return to what some of the examples you you both were giving I think the real answer is not that, oh, everybody should go to, you know, community college. Everybody should just go to these boot camps. Everybody should go to a four-year college. The real answer is that there's not one answer. There are, there should be 50, 20, 50, 100 different, uh, different options you could do. Some people really benefit from going to a traditional four-year school and going through the program. Some people do better by just getting into the workforce and working, going to college later. There are so many different options. As Ben alluded, a lot of our people who are going to our program, you know, have already been in the workforce for 10, 15 years. And it's just not a real practical thing to go back and spend four years, you know, hanging out with college students for, for four years to get their degree. And what we what we want to promote is just there there are a lot of different ways to do that to get a degree and we want people to be who they are and still be able to accomplish and be accepted in certain jobs wherever they are and no matter what their past experience if they can demonstrate that they actually have the skills and the knowledge to do that okay so explain a little bit about how you guys are doing this then how does one get a college degree for a thousand dollars sure uh well, we're, we're competency-based, which means it's not about how long you sit in the class. It's if you can demonstrate mastery of a specific topic, then you can get credit for it. Um, we're not the first or, or the only one to be doing this. There are a lot of other schools doing it. Western Governors is an example of a competency-based school. But what we are doing is we're basically laying out and creating these sort of libraries of learning objectives, things that the student needs to know or be able to do. And we're really being explicit on what those are. So it's not just be good at, you know, biology. It's be able to explain the Krebs cycle and, um, and you know, have these specific uh, criteria of how, how what they need to do to explain that. Or be able to retell Plato's cave and explain some of the allegories and the, and the symbolism of this specific story and, and be really specific about what those are. Maybe on kind of a broader scale, if you look at a typical college or university, their biggest expenses are going to be their facilities, 
their administration and their live teaching and instruction for every class every day. And so when we look at that and we say, well, we don't need buildings, we don't really need the live instruction because there are so many resources that we can pull from. If we can map out and say, here's what you need to master, and then we can leverage the abundant resources that are available and then do the, do the work of verifying that the resources that we are leveraging are legitimate, good, reliable resources, and then, and then our direct cost. So, we, so it's a marginal cost for us to teach the students and for them to verify mastery on a computer score test. And then in order for them to verify mastery where we can stand by it, that's our only direct cost where they need to demonstrate mastery in front of, a, in front of an expert. And so we have taken kind of the model. You can think of what we've done as re-engineering or backwards engineering what college is supposed to do, which is we think there's a, our case is what college is supposed to do is verify that these people have a certain level of mastery. And so we have really focused on that and not spent money on the live teaching and instruction, the facilities, the administration, just focused on what we need to to do that. That's very interesting. So if you go through your university through teacher.co, um, do you still get the liberal indoctrination that you normally get at universities? <laughs> yeah, we definitely work that into it. We want to make Absolutely. sure that's liberal indoctrination 101 is the first required course. <laughs> That's really good. That's yeah, really well, that's good. actually one of the you know other problems with uh, the the traditional university route is that there are agendas and you know pe- people are going for an education, not indoctrination. A- absolutely, and and um, you know we do have to in order to be accredited, you we need to be aligned with what other accredited universities are doing. So uh, just to kind of uh, remove the curtain about how we go about this. When we're building out a course, we'll look at other courses that are offered at other universities, and we try to get a, a fairly good range of what those of those um, comparables. And then we'll build out the, the objectives uh, by comparing syllabi, by looking at uh, other coursework, so that our degree is comparable to these other degrees. But then we also want to have a marketplace where we can say, here's our biology degree or here's our philosophy degree or here's our business degree, but then leave it to let others compete to improve it, to make it better or to make different versions. So you can have, here's the, uh, here's the default philosophy degree that we may offer, but then we'll also put it to the market to say, Hey, if you, if you can build a better philosophy degree, or if you can improve this degree in some way, we want you to do that. And we want to compensate you and reward you for doing that. If, if your degree can demonstrate value for students and ultimately in the workplace. I have a question around the, you know, maybe the perception, right? So if like you go, like you get a degree from Stanford or Harvard that has a perception. Now, whenever that you get a degree from your organization is, what is it called? It's called the, the a teacher certificate or something like that. What, what exactly, how does it correlate with a regular degree? It's a, it's a comparable degree. It's an, it would be a degree from an accredited university. And we're not, we're not under any illusion that we're going to be siphoning off a good portion of students that are at Stanford or Harvard or Oxford or University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign or whatever. But we are offering a degree. And, and we think over time, our transcript and our records are going to be 
more powerful. Josh alluded to um, our, that we're competency based, and when you get a uh, when you pass a course. So, for example, if you take biology 101 in our program, one of the objectives is explain the process of photosynthesis. And when you pass that course, all of those objectives that you have mastered are recorded on your degree. So it's not just I got a B plus in biology, but it's I have mastered all of these specific learning objectives. So you you can't pass our biology course without being able to um, explain the process of photosynthesis. That's not the case at other universities. You can pass biology because you there wasn't a question on photosynthesis or something like that. Or you got a C. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so we think over time, the trajectory is going to be toward what we're doing, where these educational records are going to be more meaningful and more valuable to students, to employers, to everybody that... We want reliable records that give us some good information and don't just say this person went to Stanford and uh, so you can just assume they're going to be awesome no matter what. Okay, and let me make one more point about that. You you talked about you know Stanford and uh, whatever the schools are that have and Harvard, <laughs> yeah, that, that, whatever they have this cachet and um, which you know we we respect and they're great. But that's that's really only a, a very, very small percentage of the students in the United States and in the world have access to schools with names like that, that, that actually have that cachet. Mm-hmm. The vast majority of students who are going to school right now and getting a, a degree, a college degree, are at schools that are a little less impressive than Stanford. I, I happen to think sometimes the education is as good or better at some of these places, but they're not the majority of the students who are going to uh, get their degree in higher education in the United States are mostly smaller schools, um, don't have a big name recognition, and are really just trying to get the students educated. Mm-hmm. So as Ben said, we're not really thinking we're competing against it. Look, if you can get into Stanford, go to Stanford. Um, but if, well, but let's, but let's for, bring it down to, you know, something more reasonable. Now in this day and age, we have like University of Phoenix, right? Which yeah, has sure. know, reached probably, I don't know, a million people or so with um, their online programs and their certifications and degree programs yeah. and all this stuff. And so this could be the next logical step. My question is, who develops the curriculum? Where, is the, where does the curriculum come from? Well, I'm, we're glad you asked that. <laughs> Would you that, say that that, is, that was a great question? Because that's a great oh, question. Okay. Just checking. Uh, Chalk that one up there, Mr. Jolcom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll. Uh, that's actually one of the main uses of uh, blockchain that we're we're using is we're creating a tokenomics. We're creating a, sort of a an internal decentralized autonomous organization of instructors that will be incentivized to build curriculum and then the community around will be based uh, will be incentivized to judge and promote and to verify content. So we actually want this distributed network of thousands of instructors all over the globe who are building out these curriculums and as Ben said we're making it very modular so you could fork different pathways so at, you know getting back to your liberal indoctrination, if you see a, a, a political science degree and you say, well, I like 75% of this, but this 25% is is false information, 
you as an instructor or a specialist could fork that, take the 75% and put in your, your 25% and have those two de- degrees compete. Oh, so see something, say we're something. Basically, we're basically creating a, an environment for uh, the for an entire sort of this entire community to come in and build many different types of degrees and many and 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 have the student have that that uh community also sort of uh check the quality of that so there's kind of a there's a wikipedia aspect to it how do you protect that from you know people coming in on mass and you know getting your side to vote for your curriculum when it's not you know it might be like politifact or snopes sometimes it's true sometimes it's not well, well, in the end, it's really going to be. It, I, I, yeah, it has Wikipedia aspects, but it's going to be a little bit more closed than that. You're going to have to be able to come in and demonstrate you are an expert on a specific topic, and the community will judge that and help you promote that. But also, in the end, it's really going to be going to be what uh, the student outcomes and the value of your degree is going to be based on what the market decides is valuable. If you create a degree that is uh, completely biased and all the students go out into the workforce and these, this degree, they don't know the correct information, that degree will obviously not do well in the, the marketplace of ideas. Travis, we should create a degree in badology. <laughs> well, I, I really like the idea of sort of competing curriculum because in a lot of universities, you know, that well, all major universities, you know, your professor gets tenure. And then once you get tenure, it's really hard to fire you. Yeah. And I think once you get tenure, you probably get really comfortable. And the fact of you optimizing your curriculum, you're probably just going to teach the same stuff you already know. Now, I actually was a was a tech instructor at a university, well, not a university, but it was a, is a tech institute here in Kansas City called Centric Training. And I was teaching everyone. I was Adobe certified trainer. So I taught everybody Adobe. I taught them how to build websites, HTML, JavaScript, even ActionScript with Flash and all that. Yep. I was building my own curriculum in a lot of ways. And I really enjoyed it. It was fun. And it helped me really get to a point where I needed to spring off and say, okay, I've done this. I understand this. Now I'm going to go do stuff in life. And so I really sort of took off. And uh, so I love the fact that you guys are optimizing and competing against that. My question might be this is since you say you're you're an accredited university now are these credits from these classes that folks are taking are they easily transferable to other universities so say I wanted to stay, take a few classes here and you know it's super inexpensive or I'm spending a grand now can I take those and say I want to go to University of Kansas now and transfer these credits and then and then I'll have my official you know uh, degree from the University of Kansas is that something people are going to be able to do with your blockchain project that- that's a great question, and that gets to the heart of, of what we're trying to do because it's a, it's a real beast to try to transfer among any schools, even if you're in a cohort of, of schools that have agreed to, to accept each other's credits. It's still a monster to apply and get credits transferred from one to another. This is just a reality that we've all kind of um, – said okay well we'll all the schools want your money they're like no we we don't want to transfer those we want your cash money exactly thousand dollars so um so on the one hand yeah there are a handful of schools um that will just say yeah if you have credits from an accredited university we will accept them um and it's ultimately up to the schools whether they will accept and in fact on our end we don't really accept transfer credit we'll say 
we want to make it easy for you to demonstrate mastery if you have in fact mastered the objectives for a course we want to make it easy and not too time consuming for you to be able to demonstrate that mastery and get the credits that way um but that is you know it's a it's a school by school uh conversation that you need to that you need to have um on the i i'd love to back up a little bit about the about the curriculum because i feel like this is are the you started the pitch and this is how we begin we talk about we offer a college degree for $1000 and that is a really compelling price point and idea for students but the idea for for experts we think is possibly even more compelling um this idea of you can anyone who's an expert can contribute to the curriculum um it, if you think about that and stand back a little bit this is quite revolutionary in in order for an expert today to contribute to college curriculum they either need to be a full-time employee or an adjunct faculty at a college or they need to have built a complete course for Coursera or iTunes University the barriers are pretty high and what we've done is make the barriers quite low that you can if you see a, a political a political science course and you say I like this but I could improve this one single lecture or I like this project but I think it would be better if it was tweaked in this way and you can improve it in that way there are basically zero incentives for professors to improve their curriculum year over year our platform changes that whole scene and makes it so everyone is incentivized to improve the curriculum constantly Yeah you had, you had I was it Travis that said you built some yeah uh, when I was at when I was at Central Training here in yeah. Kansas City yeah I was yeah. A, I was a tech trainer for about 2 years Now now think you you did all that work and I maybe someone there is still using that content but you probably left with it and someone else created different content mm -hmm. and what if you could have shared that what if you could have put that out online and other people who were learning action script or whatever could say well this is great stuff mm -hmm. uh maybe I'll even tweak it and and but it could be out there and you you might actually be compensated as students all over the world use that rather than just this real specific area and what if you could communicate with thousands of people who are teaching um the same topic and everybody is competing to really dial in the best ways to teach some of this content um then all of a sudden it becomes much more accessible and better it's not just this siloed thing where you're teaching in one little institution and someone else down the street is creating the exact same curriculum in a different institution. Mm -hmm. So that's that's the power of it is we could create this conversation and community of 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 people who are 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 doing the same thing and and are trying to achieve the same goals. Yeah. I got a question about this is is I you know because I've I've experienced this one of my greatest joys was actually seeing all of the various different people who have gone through my trainings when I when I educated them and you know now the, the seeing their big success that they've had right so that's been that's been such a, a joy to see some people go off and have amazing careers knowing that i had a, a nice impact on that so my question around this would be is that there's so many different places where i can go get education right i can you mentioned a few you know there's you know you, i can go on course era i can go to edx i can go to you know the stanford online and get the free courses there i can go to mit and get free courses there i can go to udemy i can go to youtube sure. I can go to stackskills.com which is another site that I found recently that's 
um, that is able to have, you know, different trainings and stuff. So is there, does the, does the blockchain or does it exist now where like, Hey, I just have proficiency on this Udemy course plus this, plus that. Can I pull all my education in on one place and track it? Because that to me would be the most valuable because if I was able to show all of the things that I've learned and studied, you know, it would blow most people away because I don't watch TV. I don't, I don't spend time on frivolous activities. I'm always stacking up my skills and learning new things, but I don't have a place where, I mean, you LinkedIn doesn't, oh, I took this course. I did this. I downloaded Joel's book and read that. I, I illegally downloaded his, you know, conference videos and learned all of that and stuff. He, from and him. he's hacked nothing. my computer great. and taken all my material. I mean, uh, <laughs> come on, Travis, stop uh, yeah. taking my stuff. And, and don't hate you can learn years. from TV too, you know, okay. Travis. There's there are documentaries and, and worthwhile shows and films. Well, if I do, I do watch worthwhile stuff if I do, but I don't watch sitcoms, I don't watch a lot of TV shows, I just don't waste time on that. I'm I, I think so I'm a judgy. Weird I, I like, like TV them, shows. Not, well, I, I I'd say we're more like company co-founders and arbitrators for for this discussion uh, that you two have, but we'd love to <laughs> um wait f- finish that thought like, finish that thought we'd love to we'd we'd love to figure out we'd love to um let's see dance? We'd love do you want to dance do you want to sing I, do you want to macrame what do you want to do i want to know we can, do some, we can do some karaoke karaoke i stuff. think <laughs> i think i'm on josh where do you go do you fall more on joel's side or the or oh um, I, I, I'm gonna. I'm. I'm sort of agnostic. I, I have already downloaded just on the on the um, recommendation. I'm, I'm downloading yeah, Joel's uh, ebook. We've been downloading right now. Yeah, he's Switzerland. So, it was only it was only relevant in 2004. <laughs> so you don't need to buy that. Okay, well, I've already downloaded it. So, oh. uh, but the, but what you were describing is is exactly what we're trying to do right now. And we're saying, look, it doesn't matter where you learned it. Where you, if you know how to do something and can demonstrate that, then you should get credit for it and you should move on. That you're, what you just described, going from, you know, Udacity to edX to YouTube to learning at a meetup or listening listening to a podcast. That's exactly how people learn today. Yet to get a degree, they're still asking you to go sit in these classes and learn from someone who's just droning on a teacher who's just droning on in front of the class. Um, for an hour and that's what they that's the only way they consider it a degree and so what we're trying to do is add the rigor and the the quality of a, of a traditional education but allow you to learn it in any way you want to, to get back to how, the process of how we do this so before i was talking about learn and understand plato's cave so if you were to sign up for a philosophy class and that was the objective we not only show, have a video link to a great, maybe maybe little lecture on Plato's cave there, but we also allow all the students to crowdsource videos or websites or video games that teach Plato's cave. And so you can actually go through as a student, you could watch the lecture, but you could also go through and see other ways people have mastered and learned this content. And we're doing that for every single objective that exists. Mm. So we want, so maybe it's uh, learning how to podcast. We could actually have, you know, you guys do a little video on it, but then we could have 
hundreds of different resources that people talk about, like, this is the exact way, this is what helped me, this is how I understood it. Mm-hmm. And it so might you're, be you're, different for everyone. So is there like a community for the students then to interact with one another, maybe share yeah. notes, share yes. and, to cheat? Yep. And, and they can even partner and they could partner and do things together. They could say, we're going to get this course done in this amount of time and work together on it. Um, you, we're going to connect with, allow students to connect with um, mentors and advisors, people who've been, a, maybe have just gone through it or are working in the field and can help them get through that content. Um, and just try and bring education into the 21st century rather than stuck in the It's more of a crowdsourcing approach to education then. It, it is. There is crowdsourcing in there, but I don't want anyone to – It's we're, we're, we are – like I've said this before, we're, we're still trying to keep some rigor there. So mm-hmm. there like is it's more collaborative because right? yeah, the world yeah. is collaborative, right? It's not yeah. – and that's what, what school se- seems to do is like everybody is their own island. And then whenever they get out of school, they don't really know how to interact with folks because exactly. they're facing their phone the whole time. They don't really know how to be collaborative in a lot of cases. And, you know, school teaches you these regurgitatable facts. We, we, we're going to teach you these facts. We want you to regurgitate them back on a test, not necessarily how to be a critical thinker to think for yourself. Just yeah. here's what we're telling you. Here's what we want you to know. And you tell us back and then you pass. Now, creating a collaborative environment seems like a much better learning opportunity because really you want the students to come away with the knowledge not just the fact that they can regurgitate facts that really and, and and being able to regurgitate facts is not as important in the internet era as being able to know how to find facts and know how to think through things those are the things we want them to do so we don't want to give students say say sit in this chair and listen to this lecture read this chapter do this we actually want we actually think it's a benefit of our our uh, system that students sometimes have to go out and find their own information. They have to go search and see what works best for them. Um, ben and I both have teenage teenagers and the thought I, I could go to my teenage daughter and say, um, learn about uh, pop art. Tell me everything you know about everything you can about pop art. Tell me who some of the main players were. Tell me some important works. And her question would not be, okay, where do I go? That that question would be like insane to her. Like, like she would not need to ask me where she went, where she needed to go to learn this stuff. She knows how to find information if she knows what she needs to learn. And that's the kind of thing we want to tap into as well is, is we want to tell them what they need to learn, but there could be hundreds of different ways they could learn that and actually figuring out how to learn and what's the best thing for them in the end could be more valuable than actually learning, like, as you said, those specific facts. Well, gentlemen, this has been educational. How about that? The website is teacher.co, spelled T-E-A-C-H-U-R. And I just got to ask as we finish up here, how did you end up with that name? Because it's not teacher. It's Right. (laughs) That's kind of like the, yeah, we're we're aware. (laughs) Yeah. So wait a second. You got your degree from teacher. Do you, do you where they misspelled that? You misspelled it on your on your degree. <laughs> nice. Right. 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 It's uh. It's it's partly branding. We we just we uh. You know, we wanted to stand out a little bit different. Let people know that we're in education, but part of maybe a a new uh group. We're not. We're actually not. Teacher is the platform. The degree-granting institution could end up being a name that's uh, slightly more traditional, 
But uh, right now, we feel like it's good for branding. Uh, hopefully, all your uh, listeners will check it out. Check us out at t e a c h u r dot c o. Boom! There it is, uh, Ben Blair and uh, Josh Stanley, gentlemen. Good luck with your project, and thanks for thanks coming and sharing Thank with you us. Very much. You know, Mr. Joel Comp, that was a great interview. Um, it, it's interesting. You know, I, I really think that uh, education is way overpriced. Like my son, uh, he is a junior in high school right now. And, you know, the pricing of, of the education is, you know, he, he's going to go about 150, 150 large in debt if he decides to go the traditional route, right? Mm-hmm. That was one of those things. It's like, yeah, very overpriced. A lot of times they're teaching things that are obsolete. Really, the only time you really need to go to college today is if you're going to become an engineer or like a lawyer or a doctor or something specialized. A lot of other things you can learn on your own. I mean, there's so many different options online to be able to learn. Um, you know, one of the one of my favorite ones is like the the great it's called the Great Courses in History or whatever. And um, you can actually on your if you have Apple TV, you can subscribe to the Great Courses, and it's like all these amazing college courses from the universities all over the world. And it's like, if you want education, you can get it for pretty cheap. You don't have to sit and get $150,000 in debt anymore. And if teacher you are is able to deliver on their promise, then you can actually even earn crypto and get your education. That's true. And also, you know, college universities, what are they teaching now? Well, how to have a safe space, right? Because you don't want your feelings hurt. So that's what they're all about now. Fifi, speaking of no fees, Digitex. Oh, that's different. Do you you need a safe space, Mr. Travis Wright? Uh, I do not. But you know what's so crazy? One thing I do need a safe space on is inflation. Because what's so crazy that we had the theme of, you know, back in the day in the, you know, wild, wild west. I mean, you had a silver dollar. Silver dollar could get you a night in the hotel, get you a brand new suit and a hooker for the evening. I mean, like a silver dollar, one one silver dollar that's worth $14 now. It's so crazy to think about, like, how money over time, like, if you want a brand new suit and a night at a hotel and a hooker, you're going to be spending $1,000, Mr. Joe That tells you the price of silver must be suppressed. Wow, wow, Wes. Uh, well, wow. I, I am not going to be spending money on prostitutes, just to be clear. Uh, well, what about your game? Well, those in the no, game? actually, you know, they're not there. They're, you do. Uh, you can take a bath because you got to get clean. Otherwise, your stink follows you around. Um, and, and you actually you get dirty. Your your character's hair and beard grow over time. And like if you kill something and oh pick God. up, you know, a corpse, you get blood on your shirt. People in town start commenting. It, it's it's incredible how deep it is and how many stories are taking place so but you could take a bath they don't have brothels like this it's almost kind of like no this is the same company who made uh you know what, what was a uh, grand theft yeah, yeah, Auto. Auto, where you can literally throw hookers out of your car that, is, that is correct like, yeah there, I, I haven't seen <laughs> that but if you take a, red dead redemption red dead no. redemption too but if you take a bath there's a knock on the door from from a lady and she's like you want some help in there and if you pay 50 cents she'll come in and she'll she'll wash you down um and you don't really see you know her doing anything but she does put her hand you know deep into the water and i'm like an old west happy ending very nice yeah yeah. so (laughs) (laughs) here on the education podcast right (laughs) 
Alrighty then. Well, hey, thanks everybody for listening, especially if you're still here and still listening many episodes into the show and the Republic of Bad Cryptopia continues to grow. We hope to meet you guys at an event somewhere in the not too distant future. We have a feeling 2019 is going to find us traveling all throughout the world to attend various crypto events, to perform Bad Crypto Live, and hopefully we'll get to bump heads with you at one of those events. Maybe so. And, uh, you know, as you might say in the wild, wild west, you know, uh, stay bad, partner. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.